0: Hello, welcome back to the Chirpin' Yotes podcast. I think I said that right this time. Uh, we are not joined with Haynes today, as he is on injured reserve from playing, I think it's from hockey, right? That's what he said it was from. But I have Studhead Grandy and Chase, my main man, with me. Boys, how are we doing?
1: Doing pretty good, Tyler. Doing pretty good. Um, just got off uh, recording with the howlers and growlers yesterday. That was pretty fun. Uh, looking forward to... Looking forward to the All-Star game tomorrow. Just watched Keller do pretty well in the accuracy shooting competition. Didn't win. It didn't really even come close. But, hey, he held his own. That's all I wanted to see out of him. He scored a sick goal in the, the saves challenge, I think it was. Yeah, the saves challenge. Uh, what about you, Chris? How are you doing?
2: Doing well, man. Just, uh, you know, working, hanging with the fam. All the same usual stuff, but i uh, excited to talk hockey with you boys tonight, and had a nice pizza tonight that I waited like an hour and a half for, it seems like, so that was always cool, uh, but other than that, man, I'm doing pretty good. Tyler, how are you doing, man?
0: Not too bad. Just a whole lot of work, and this week I finally uh, don't close every night of my life, so I'm able to catch some more, hopefully catch some more hockey when it resumes, and uh, looking forward to it. So, well, boys, we recently, this episode has been planned for a bit, so it might be some fairly out-of-date things in here, but we recently had the uh, Tank Bowl against a uh, certain Montreal Canadiens last week. I just want to get you guys' quick thoughts on that before we get uh, kind of into the rest of the episode of, uh, this is pretty much our biggest competition, I think, right, when it comes down to getting their first overall pick. So, uh, Grandy, let's get your thoughts
1: on this. They're really our only competition at this point. And honestly, in the time since the game, my thoughts on this has changed almost completely. We're not going to catch the Canadians. They're not even trying. Um, they're not even trying to win. I feel they're a better team than us. They're a more talented team. But credit to... Credit to Terenier. He's got these boys playing hard, man. He really does. They give effort night in and night out. We can't win too many games because we don't want to fall out too far. But the thing that I've just come to accept about this year is as long as we pick top three, we're good. Now, getting that worst record and guaranteeing ourselves top three would be really nice. But it's not a necessity. So as long as we can have the second best odds to pick in the top three. There is three players that I think we would be absolutely fantastic at having this draft with Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, Simon Nemich, that are all worth being a franchise cornerstone. But yeah, it's just hasn't really gotten easier since then. We've had some rough games We've had some blowouts. Well, not blowouts, but games where we were just it felt like it should be blowouts, but we kept it close because again, these boys fight and they fight hard. Oh, uh, just I don't know what else to say about that other than about the tank bowl right now because that's really all there is to say. There's nobody else that's even close to us for seconds, so until someone starts bridging that gap. I think we're safe in second. Chase, what do you have to say?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you, Grandy. Um, I mean, um, you know, Turner definitely has um, uh, the, the guys buzzing and stuff like that. So, I mean, like like we've alluded to before, um, kind of making guys that uh, like just getting the absolute best out of a lot of guys, and probably even going a little bit, or a couple steps above their best. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things which is like wow um definitely can tell that they're out there fighting never seems to be any give up um so that's that's always a good sign um you know that boys are buying into um the system and the message that's being um uh, you know conveyed in the locker room um but yeah i mean without i'm gonna be honest i haven't watched a ton of montreal games um, or seen much of them. Um, obviously, I know that they are currently, or they're probably going to be the bottom at the end of the year, but uh, I, don't know, I think we're, what, three or four, five points away from them right now. I think last time I checked or something like that. But um, yeah, and I think we've got either a five or six point cushion from the next team above us, too. So um, kind of comfortably nestled right there in the middle at two. Um, Obviously, just for um, ease of thought and stuff like that, you'd you'd like to be the worst record. But, um, you know, like like you said, man, if if they're not even trying to win, then (laughs) it's going to be kind of tough. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, We'll see what just after the deadline looks like and stuff like that. I'm sure that will kind of shift some things around um, and kind of see, you know, where we're at after that. but. Um, when you say that there's three players that could be franchise cornerstones, I, I tend to put my faith in you, man, because I, I know you know your stuff, and um, I, I'd be happy with any, any of those three boys that you uh, alluded to there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all i got to say about it. Tyler, how about you? Actually,
0: what uh, both Grandy and surprisingly, Leah Hextall, I agree with her too, is I, I do love seeing the fight in the Coyotes. I do like that we do show up we obviously have our bad games. Everybody does. Uh, but I love that. I've, I've definitely seen that. And I love you know the Colorado game, for example, and all that good stuff. Uh, but just for um, the listeners there, as the time of this recording, which would be Friday the 4th, uh, Ottawa has 32 points. We have 26, and Montreal has 23. So those are the bottom dwellers right now. Uh, just to kind of give that update there.
1: But one thing I would say is I wouldn't go by points. I would go more by point percentage.
0: My percentage, let's see what it says then.
1: Because Ottawa still has some games to make up. A lot so, of games to make up, if I remember correctly.
0: Then we have 0. 0.400 for Ottawa, 8, excuse me, for us, and then 0. 0.261 for Montreal.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty significant difference. So
0: looks like we are pretty nestled right in there for second place. Looks like as of, again, the recording, which is the 4th of February on the Friday. So just want to put those numbers out there. Um, but so you mentioned, Grandy, you, you were part of the Howlers and Growlers, but you also, you and Haynes, finally got to knock out our new segment, which we're calling Yotes Bites, Yodis Bites, Yotes Bites. Um, care to elaborate on how you you like that?
1: <laughs> After that, I really don't want to. <laughs> I said <it> all three <laughs> ways. I'm tired of being cool. wrong,
0: so I said it all three ways. So that way Yotes no one Bites. can disagree. <laughs> Yotes Bites.
1: Yotes Bites. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh my god. So <laughs> if you haven't heard if you've been living under a rock as a coyotes fan the coyotes and ASU are in talks to go towards a 5000 seat arena with the Sun Devils for the next 3 or 4 years as we wait for Tempe to get built. Um I'll be completely honest on this. I said my piece already. I talked at length on that podcast on it. I'm a little tired of talking about the arena talk. Chase and Tyler have not talked about this yet, so I want to give the floor over to you guys. uh If you want my thoughts on it, I would recommend going and listening to that. It's not a very long podcast. It's only I think twenty five minutes. Me and Haynes break down a lot of the arena talk in it, and yeah, it's just. I just, I don't have the heart in me to go over this again, especially with the amount of trolling that's happening online right now. So, uh, Chase or Tyler, what, uh, what are your guys, what is your guys' opinion on it?
0: Actually, if I can interject here, um, let's say one, I, I love the, uh, the segment. I, I really, I listened to my lunch break, um, the day it came out, I believe, um, Good stuff. I really liked uh, you guys' breakdown of that. Uh, second, I mean, you know what? People are going to troll us. Like I said, we've said in this pot before. We're definitely the redheaded stepchild of the NHL. I mean, no one likes us but us, kind of our own best friend here, and that's okay. I, it's a role I gladly will accept. Um, but it looks like there's a tweet you uh, retweeted from Ken Clamble, Campbell. Excuse me, if I can read tonight. Um, it seems that, uh, you know, with that how Gary Bittman described the Gila River situation, all that, that it's going to be a thing that happens. So sorry, Quebec and your 10 people that live there, you're not going to get a team unless it's expansion. So, I mean, it's a lot to say about that, really. Up yours, Canada. Go ahead, uh, Chase.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, just hearing that there is some sort of a plan in place or talks to have a plan in place. uh, If this arena gets approved, uh, excites me um, it's obviously we've we've talked about it at length um, previous pods and everything like that but this has been an ongoing ordeal for as long as I can remember man like it's, I, I'm tired of it as well but um, I was a little concerned about the lack of no, no communication as far as you know what are we going to try to look and do for the next year since you know we had obviously heard that Glendale said, no, you're not going to, you know, come back and play here again next year. Um, And then kind of having a prolonged period of silence um, kind of raised some concerns internally for me. And um, now knowing that there is at least a direction that we're looking at and hopefully can, you know, come to fruition um, as far as temporary home while we get the arena situation figured out. um, I heard that, you know, there's still people saying that it's too direct in the flight path. And everything like that of sky harbor airport which i mean it seems like a bunch of bogus crap to me but you know that's not i'm not an expert in that field and will never claim to be but still seems a little ridiculous um obviously you know the lack of seating and everything like that is um, an interesting point that i've seen brought up um but i mean that's kind of a double-sided sword because it's also a pretty cool thing um as well um i mean feel like you're probably not going to have a bad seat in the house Um, and it's going to be a really good way to kind of gauge interest I feel like Um, you know us East Valley people have been saying for years like (laughs) you've made the biggest mistake taking a hockey team that plays at all you know on all nights of the week you know I mean not every night back to back or anything like that but You know, Sunday through Saturday, there's a chance that there's going to be a game, whether it's, um, you know, the days during the week. And I I just don't have that much time where I can, you know, get in my car, drive an hour and 15, hour and a half through rush hour traffic to get over to a game in Glendale. Um, So I feel like, you know, Tempe, it's going to be a lot easier for me. I can probably get there in about 20 to 25 minutes. Um, So it's, you know, I'm definitely excited for that. Interested to see uh, all that good stuff as far as uh, how it's all going to come together, but I also think, like I said, that the you know five thousand seat thing, like I mean, it's going to gauge interest, um, see if we can pack the barn, um, and then even I mean I know we're not great right now, but um, the team is getting funner to watch as like I'm able to watch more, um, like we've alluded to, they they don't quit. Uh, we lay some eggs every once in a while, but it's not nearly as consistent <laughs> as it was in the beginning of the year, so happy for that. but um, you know once this team kind of starts turning the corner and becoming competitive in the next year year and a half, because uh, I believe the plan is for like the next three or three or four years or whatever um, to play at this arena like i mean you you could essentially start probably seeing some increased revenue being able to um you know charge a little bit more for the tickets since they're all going to be pretty solid seats um so it's it'll be kind of interesting to see how this all kind of plays and like the business strategies and you know obviously first we're going to see who's all interested and everything like that cuz i mean not a lot of people want to go watch you know a losing product all the time but um, you know it's it's time for everybody that's been calling for uh, you know the relocation to a more central place with a valley to step up and put our money where our our mouths are at and back the barn. So um, overall, I'm excited. Skeptical though, just want to have a for sure thing soon and want to get this uh, arena plan figured out. Um, tired of hearing about the flight path thing; it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I have to say about it, boys. You know, it's it's
0: interesting if if it is. You know, the actual flight pad thing, you know, shirt, sure, whatever. But it's seeming like, just from what I've kind of like seen, again, this is all Twitter and Reddit stuff, so I'll take it with a grain of salt. I mean, if Phoenix, if you're that ass mad about not making a deal done with the Coyotes, then make a deal with the Coyotes then. I mean, I, I just don't get why they have to resort to such dumb tactics. I, I just hate pettiness like that of, of any sort. And, you know, it's, I don't want to say embarrassing, I guess it's something when your team does play in a 5,000-seat arena, but you know, at the same time, like Chase kind of said, how intimate of a hockey experience is that? You're going to see pro NHLers at that much of an intimate atmosphere. Is it ideal? No, but damn, does it sound fun. I mean, you know, for a couple of years. Obviously, I want to get a full arena eventually, but I mean, to get to experience hockey like that, I mean, there's that's in- insane. I mean, that's got to be one hell of an experience i look I look forward to it. i definitely plan to go to as many games as i can when it if it does happen or whatever sounds like it is but definitely i mean not ideal but if it's for a couple of years then it's worth it really i think i think it took our ownership group a while to kind of figure out how to run a sports franchise and kind of get things off the ground but i think with sports betting how much money they're going to make hand over fist i mean i think it's uh it's gonna be worth it so I definitely look forward to seeing what they have planned yeah, uh, closing thoughts on that,
1: Grandy? Yeah, you know what? I am going to pop back in here and say something. Um, the conversation that centers around this arena is just it's impossible for an outsider to truly understand. You don't know the mess that Condale has been for the last, what, 12 years now? You don't know that this flight path thing has been an issue for the last two months not since Friedman knew about it a week ago but it's been here for two months and it's already been figured out essentially that it's the city of Phoenix offering to try to get this this uh, arena killed because they don't want competition for their city and no, Tempe is not Phoenix so that's why we're not the Phoenix Coyotes anymore we don't play in Phoenix. And when we move to Tempe, we still won't be playing in Phoenix. Um, you just don't understand the nuances of this stuff. Why are we all butting in? Why is this something that you're trying to butt in? I get playing in a 3,500-seat arena, if that's what it comes down to, isn't ideal. Of course it's not. It's not ideal for the fans. It's not ideal for the owner. It's not ideal for the players. It's not ideal for anyone in this situation. The city of Glendale, when they decided that they would rather have bull riding in there, because they got pissed because we were looking at Tempe and getting close to a deal with Tempe. That's when this became an issue. Most of this lays at the city of Glendale's feet. And most of them are trying to cover their tracks on their way out. It's just... Uh, it's so frustrating reading people that don't know what they're talking about trying to talk about this. I'm just... its I'm over it. I'm done with arena talk. Let's just get through this. Let's get this. Let's get Tempe approved, so we don't have to do it again. Until, until we're talking about our nice, shiny new arena, as we're going to go take a seat in it to watch opening night. And that's my thoughts on it, and I really hope this isn't a topic for at least a couple podcasts.
0: Uh, you know, another thing, I mean legitimately asking, why would you, as an owner who owns a sports book,
1: move to a smaller city like Quebec with no sports betting? Like, I don't understand why you would leave the market of Phoenix. You know what I mean? Phoenix Metro, whatever.
0: I, I'm just like, why would you want to move them there? Houston, I can at least understand if they had a sports book for sure. But okay, you know what? That kind of makes sense. But I mean, I just don't get why it's always Quebec. Why is it always Quebec? There's like 10 people that live there. I don't know why you'd want, you know, to move a team and think it'd make money like that. Like, I just, I really don't understand. That's the most, probably the most frustrating thing about this all is they keep saying, oh, it's moving to Quebec already. Like, it'll be more successful. I'm like, I don't, just because it's a Canadian city, I don't think it will be. They moved once already. So, I mean, they will not do it again, but that's, that's really all my closing arguments. Declaring war on Canada every week, like I tend to do. So. But well, speaking of uh, declaring war and calling things out, we recently called out a Nick Schmaltz. Uh, what was that called? Podigo. Or right, podigo, right? Last one here before that. Um, and he seems to have been proving us wrong and making us absolutely eat our own uh, words. So you was want to elaborate on that. I think it was uh, Dale, our friend of the pod. He actually called, pointed this out too, I think, recently, if I have that right, in the uh, group chat there. So, Grandy, I think uh, you might have a little bit more details on that.
1: Yeah, so uh, we had been really frustrated because it seemed like Schmaltz, ever since he'd come back from injury, or even before his injury too, was just floating out there, just not doing anything, not impacting the game, not doing anything. So we had we had the section on the pod where we talked about it, and then the pod releases two hours after the pod releases, he scores a goal and had an assist. Then he has a two goal night and then he's been pretty well on ever since his play has turned around a hundred percent. It's just, it's so funny that we no more than call him out and he goes off now we're not actually taking credit for it outside of a joking manner because there's no way you heard that pod before you went out there and did it. And again, this more goes towards Tornier and the amazing job he's done with this this little talent team. But, uh, yeah, it's just, we gotta be more uh, proactive calling people out because this isn't the first player that's done it. In fact, we are getting ready to call out Alex Galchenyuk, and then uh, he went off. So we just we got to call out more people. I think that's all I think, all. I think that's what it comes down to. Who's next? Really, nobody that comes to mind. I mean, Jacob Chicken is on a two-game point streak. Galchenyuk has had two great games back to back. There's nobody that. I mean, maybe Louis Erickson that's about a it the
0: legend the man the myth King Louie but, e- King but Louis. even
1: that feels even that feels insincere because we knew what this was when we traded for him yeah uh, I mean yeah nobody that comes to mind right now but as we watch just keep a mental note of that
0: yeah um, if we call out Liam Kirk's knee will it heal faster
1: <laughs>
2: uh, call out Barrett Hayton while you're at it too Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, obviously, um, you know, it it is a joke that, uh, you know, as soon as we call him out, he he does start performing. Uh, But, you know, at the the end of the day, um, a lot of our frustrations was because, like, we, we know we've seen what this player can do. And what we were seeing up until that point wasn't anywhere near, you know, how he can play or any potential, not even scratching the surface, man. Um, so it, it, it just got frustrating to watch after a while. But as you can see, that player is still in there, man. So I'm um, just, just hoping that he can, you know, continue keeping it up. And, um, you know, at one point, I believe we he was considered to be part of the core that we were going to start building around with all these assets and everything like that. So... Um, it's been quite a roller coaster ride for Schmaltzy, but, uh, you know, happy to see him back doing better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Gally, like you said, Grandy, he's had a couple of solid games here as of late. Chick has, um, you know, made some improvements. Um, yeah, I mean, I, no one comes to mind for me either to call out right now. Uh, I'm sure that can probably change here in the next couple of games, but we'll see. And how about you, Tyler? Anything to add? I mean, I'll settle Kirk's knee. Uh, no,
0: I, I think we're doing okay right now. Keep the you know tank bowl on, but you know keep the fight up, boys.
1: I, I like watching it. So, but on a um, i to call it more. Oops, different note.
0: Uh, Grand, you came with the idea of asking which past or present coyote represents this current team. I don't know if you guys have had one in mind yet. I. In my research, actually, I'm going to be honest on the pod here, I forgot to research this part of the pod. So, Grandy, I hope you have something, because if not...
1: Oh yeah, I'll start. I had, a player, I had a player in mind from when I've suggested this topic. Um, okay. The Coyotes player that best represents the Coyotes is none other than Liam O'Brien. Because okay. he gets up, he gets his ass kicked, he goes down. He gets up, goes right back out there to get his ass kicked again. I don't (laughs) think I've seen him win many fights. He's excellent at losing them, but at the end of the day, day, he's right back out there to do it again.
0: Like us fans, honestly.
1: I mean, it's just the bouncing. like I said, the fight this team has. Liam O'Brien represents I think he's a great representation of this. Team.
0: Oh yeah, that was great.
1: Oh, so. What
0: are you, Chase? You got anybody?
1: Oh, let's see. That's a good one. That Liam O'Brien. That was really good. I did not expect that.
2: Yeah, it's a good oh. question too. I, I remember you guys mentioned it, and then I totally spaced it. Let's. See. Yeah, me too.
0: I, I don't know how. I'm the one that has the notes right in front of me, yet I forgot somehow.
2: <laughs> um. But, uh, I think I'm going to reach way, way back into obscurity here, boys. All uh, right, I'm going to go with a player that was around right after our current arena opened up. He's forgotten a lot of the time, not known by many, just like this year, and next oh. year is probably going to be. I know who it is. Uh, who is it? Here. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I There's
2: I mean, uh Tanabi, man. He was a defenseman um, from oh shoot probably two thousand three, two thousand four ish. Um nothing special. Um obviously an NHL, so had to had to be pretty good to get there, but uh, you know, just kind of one of those guys that nobody ever remembers that he was around. Um and I mean he played pretty solid and everything like that, even though we were a dumpster fire of a team, but hopefully, we're, just just, were like, a fire <laughs> yeah, hopefully <laughs> just like him, this season will be a distant memory um, shortly. So that's probably where I'd go. Not bad.
0: Those are pretty good picks. You know, I'm going to go with Pierre, because what the hell was that? What the <laughs> hell is going on before us, boys? That is, hopefully, you figure it out and get rid of Pierre. <laughs> Why? Why, me? Why? I'll bring with the Pierre <laughs> meme anytime I can. Someone <laughs> must keep that snowman's beloved memory alive. I don't know. I have no idea. I just thought Pierre, and now I'm just laughing at Pierre, so I'm just going to go with Pierre <laughs> <laughs> so I can move on to the next topic.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> he's not that. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Wayne Gretzky used to pose. To- can you believe that? They got the great one to actually talk to a stuffed snowman right okay <laughs> i mean it works well chase what better segue than to uh, give us your pain index for the week
1: oh for the week huh let's see here and well, since the last since the last pod so the last
0: couple of weeks i guess
2: Yeah, well, honestly i'm gonna go with recency bias here i'm honestly gonna say i'm feeling kind of relaxed right now okay. um Had a hell of a game with the Avs. Um, Obviously showed a lot of grit and determination to come out of there with uh, two points, even though we really don't want two points at this point. But, um, you know, they smacked us around pretty good the last couple times and honestly dominated us for quite some time now. So it's always kind of nice to beat a team like that, but you really have no business even being in the same arena with at this point. Um so kind of cool to see. Um and that kind of get balanced out a little bit with the Calgary game. That game was um I wasn't able to catch it all, but I caught most of it. Extremely frustrating game to watch. So I'm going to take the high of the Abs game, the low of the Calgary game and going to kind of sit right there in the middle. I'm just kind of laying on the couch um and relaxing. Lay on the couch relaxing. What's your turtle Ricky? Turtle Ricky.
0: Pretty good pain index there, sir. As always. Who may or may not be
2: having some munchies right now. I don't know. But well yeah, probably. It probably is going Ricky. <laughs> that's
0: the that's only thing that's I ever that. see on your Snapchat is Ricky eating. That's the only thing I ever see on there. <laughs> that. Oh my god. <laughs> the kicks of the day and then your turtle munching on something. That's all I really see on your Snapchat, to be honest.
2: It's <laughs> right, dude. It's all about the the shoe game and Ricky. It's all good. <laughs> that's his life.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god uh well i want to bring back a segment that helped me understand uh we've done this one a couple times but i had a recent um just uh, a weird thing so i know sometimes they'll list you know when you're seeing like x player being traded oh he's a blank time all-star you know and i was wondering why that was even a big deal especially now that we have to have one represent each team which again it's a good idea because the fans you know blase blase but I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts and maybe help me understand as to why we use All-Star Game as a sort of a stat when it comes to talking about a player's legacy, trade value, etc., etc.
1: Honestly, there's only one reason, and it's an easy stat that tells you quickly all oh, this player is good that casual fans can easily understand. Going further into it oh, this person's been on X amount of all-NHL teams. That's a little bit harder to understand and a little bit more rare. Um, Just saying, oh, he's been to 10 All-Stars games. Well, that's easy to understand. It's easy to break down, and you don't have to really go into too much depth there. That's why, you see, when people actually break these down in depth, you will never see that brought up as a primary stat with them. Because, well, if you're looking for the in-depth breakdown, you don't really care about how many times you went to the All-Star game. You want to know more, like how many times he was a finalist for X Trophy or whatever. Um, It's just, like I said, it's a quick, easy... Bite-sized thing that casual fans that don't follow beyond, hey, that's my team, could just easily break down. Yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I really like that
0: answer.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree, Grandy. You kind of hit the nail on the head there. And I don't know if it's, oh, you know, just biased to me just because of you know the teams that I follow. I'm an all Arizona sports fan. Um, but to me, I remember the all star game stat meaning a hell of a lot more to me when I was young growing up as a kid um be like, holy crap, Did you see he made a six all star game this year sweet um and now i just I don't really care anymore. I don't know you know if it was like an age thing more targeted towards like the the kids and stuff like that or, or whatnot um or if it was just just me kind of outgrowing and kind of you know putting my knowledge. Or my brain power into, um, you know, different ways to measure you know players and stuff like that. Um, But it also could be the fact that you know, like all the players of my teams that I feel (laughs) got spurned out of one or screwed out of you know a spot all all these times. Um, The most prominent that comes to mind is Devin Booker. You know, obviously the Suns were trash for many many years, and um, but. You know, when he started coming on, like, I mean, I, I feel like he's been deserving of an all star for a game for a while, but you can even tell with him now, it doesn't even matter to him anymore. Like, he was pissed, you know, the first couple times that he got, you know, turned down and stuff like that. And now that he's been selected as a reserve the last two years, he's got named again. So, three time all star now, but, uh, you know, they were, everybody was kind of talking to him, interviewing him, and stuff like that. And he's like, honestly, I'm over it. I'm focused on hooping, and honestly, I'm just trying to stack wins because I want my coach to be able to coach the Western – or the – not Western anymore, but one of the All-Star teams. He's going to – Money Williams will now coach Team LeBron, I think it is. So um, just kind of interesting to see, you know, the thought process change Um, because I know for a while there that was something that he really, 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 really wanted was the All-Star games, and now it kind of seems that he doesn't really care anymore. He's been there, experienced that yada, 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 Um, and all-star games as a whole. I'm pretty sure I talked about this previously. It doesn't really matter which sport it is. Um, There's really no intensity to them anymore. There used to be, you know, it was actually, you know, you try and everything like that, but um, it's now, and I'm not saying it's bad how it is now. I mean, it should be a celebration, fun, celebrate accomplishments, all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more people out there that kind of think that way. And this kind of stat kind of just fades off into obscurity and I don't mind at all, but that's all I have to say about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, the Oscar game's okay. Like, I mean, I might, I think cause I'm actually off in time. I'll probably put the game on in the background, but I definitely don't plan to intently watch it. I mean, especially, yeah, the Devin Booker thing was a good thing too. I mean, that guy has been hosed on that, but you know, hey maybe we'll have a year where we get multiple Yodis and we'll have a reason to watch. But I do have one more thing I was pondering in addition to my help me understand segment. It's no secret I'm a huge fan of uh, European football, right? And I just thought it's, it's interesting how in the middle of a regular season, a Premier League, they'll compete for the FA Cup, the Carabao, you know, Energy Cup, and these different little mini tournaments, while in the, also Champions League, while in the middle regular season. So I was just wondering if you, what you guys would think if the NHL somehow, obviously this is a Herculean task, especially with just being North America being the predominant, you know, thing. What you guys would think if we had that? You know, in the middle of the NHL season, we're competing for, you know, X company named cup because sponsorship or some other cup like that. And on top of that, to add one more, the FA Cup, for example, Um, even though all English teams can compete for the FA Cup, not just Premier League. So you can get some, you know, drinky tink, you know, tiny team beating the big guys. I also would like to get your thoughts on that as well.
1: Sorry, uh, I good? have this issue. Can you repeat the question? Of course.
0: So I said I'm a big fan of European football, right? And while in the middle of our English Premier League season, you have several different mini tournaments/cups they compete for, the FA Cup, Carabao Cup, Obviously, the Champions League being the biggest. I was wondering what if somehow the NHL... Well, one question. First prong of the question is if the NHL would do something like that. What would you think if we had these mini-cups slash tournaments in the middle of a regular NHL season? And two, if somehow the AHL, WHL teams could compete for an FA Cup, in air quotes, like championship in the middle of a regular season? A lot lot at once. I can repeat
1: some if you need it. I know... uh... They've talked about doing in season tournaments in the past, and at the end of the day, it's I think the biggest issue they have, and the biggest reason none of them have is it waters down it really does water down the uh playoffs. um you get more playoffs aside from that. I don't know. It just it seems like it would be tough, and the biggest—I mean, really—at the end of the day, the biggest issue is is I just don't know enough about soccer to know what these end-season tournaments are worth to teams. I mean, in sports over here, it's cup or bust. I don't know if it's the same in soccer in Europe and whatnot. So, yeah,
0: I'd say so. But like winning. These cups in the middle of the season determines how good your team is. Like Chelsea has taken several of, you know, the FA Cups in a couple of years here, and then the Champions League is the biggest. That's basically the Super Bowl, if you will. It's like the biggest team in Europe. You won all of Europe. You you were the best team in Europe that year. Uh, The FA Cup is kind of like, besides Premier League, kind of like the big one. That'd be like the one where, let's say, AHL teams could compete, and they could win. They could defeat, you know, the Coyotes or whoever it is, and win like a North American FA Cup kind of thing. That's kind of how it is over there. So the cups matter, but some matter more than others. Like definitely Champions League, definitely Premier League, and then definitely the FA Cup are probably the top three, like most important ones to win.
1: See, at the end of the day, there's just not enough true pro leagues here to really do that. Um, the AHL is about development. It's not about comp- competing. It really isn't. If you put an AHL team full of your developing players up against an NHL team and they get slaughtered and you destroy those players' confidence, well you just cost yourself years of a rebuild. Years of a rebuild. Um It's just yeah, unless you did it with just the pro leagues and with the pro leagues we already have 82 games and owners aren't going to back down because they need their money. As long as you have these long of seasons, there's just no time to do mid season tournaments. Like I said, the NHL and NBA have both looked at it in the past. They both always turn it down because it's just impossible to do. So unless, unless you, let's say cut the season by a third, and then made like if you won the if you finished an X spot in this play in tournament, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. But even then it's just it's tough. I think the closest thing we're ever gonna get to that is the play in tournaments with the before the playoffs start. Um but uh what do you have to say, Chase?
2: Yeah, I'd kinda of agree with you there, Grandy. Um, obviously soccer is big, big, big stuff over there. Um, number one uh in that part of the world. And uh so you've got several clubs and they've each club's kinda of got a tiered system there I mean, as far as, you know, select teams and, and stuff like that and their Premier League teams. Um but hmm. Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, mid-season tournaments and, and stuff like that, um, I always liked the idea of it. Um, just don't see how it's going to be executed and at what point it would be inserted into the schedule. Because, um, like Randy said, I mean, the, the hockey season, eighty-two games, is flat-out grueling. Um, it is one of the most, if not the most intense sports on this planet. Um, I just you, I, there's no way you can add more um games. I mean, people get all bent out of shape about Olympics and stuff like that coming around every four years, um, just for the the simple fact that it takes a toll. Um, but yeah, there's to me there's just no way unless you shorten the season. And like Grandy said. Um, I think you're going to have a tough time convincing ownerships and and stuff like that to uh, kind of hitch their wagons to. I mean, ultimately you're going to have these tournaments probably at a couple different rinks um, that would probably rotate and stuff like that. So most teams are going to lose schedule dates and and stuff like that for home games, yada, yada, yada. Um, So, while the idea is extremely cool um yeah i mean just how our sports landscape is set up and kind of has always been set up i just i don't see a way to accomplish it without making some huge drastic changes here and um usually once you got like a well-oiled machine running and, and stuff like that um to have enough people to vote to overturn what's working currently and everything like that. I just don't ever think it'll happen because it would require quite a bit of manipulation and, and changes. So, um, cool idea. It's always been cool to me. I just probably don't anticipate seeing it in my lifetime.
1: It's like, it's like relegation. It just, because you have the draft, and because this is, you have pro leagues and amateur leagues, and it's more about development over here, you can't, you, you really can't relegate. Yeah. Because then you're sending a team of pros down to an amateur league. The Coyotes, as bad as they are, would destroy any AHL team. An AHL team would destroy any Canadian Junior Hockey League team. It's just as you go further down the list of our leagues, our leagues are about development. Um, you can't can't take that away from us, and it's that's why, like I said, interleague things are never going to work. De- relegation isn't going to work. Uh, it, it's just at the end of the day, they have that system over there, and I, like I said, I don't know, Stalker. I don't know if it works well. I don't know if people complain about it every year, but it just it seems like it would be really, really tough to take those things and put it into, into a modern sports, American sports uh, league. Yeah,
0: pretty good answers. Well, that was just something I thought of just uh, a random notice um, co- what, a week ago or so. But I, mean, I think the system works great. Obviously, Europe is a lot closer together with a lot of different countries, so it just works a little better. But some I thought of nonetheless just be kind of different to see here. But well, thanks for entertaining that, boys. So now, uh, kind of getting ready to wrap it up here. I know um, we did want to talk about everything hockey's really great. Um, not charity, what do you want to call promotion? Promotion? Um, the word is right now. I'm sorry about that, folks. But I believe Granny and I both have purchased a couple... Or Granny purchased, I think you said, the hoodie and the shirt, and I purchased a hoodie. I'm everything hockey, they're giving it a great thing. They donate to mental health charities, a portion of it, up until the 17th of February at the time of this recording. So I'll definitely get out there and get you one. Um, but Granny, I know you wanted to speak a little bit more on that, so,
1: sir, the floor is yours. My bad. Yeah, this is... a. Uh... It's Mental Health Awareness Week in the NHL. So least that's important to me. Um, and it's nice to see places like uh, Everything Hockey and Bring Hockey Back have one too, where they donate the proceeds of the shirts to mental health charities. Um, I bought from them. It's a, it's a great design. It's a great shirt. It's extraordinarily comfortable. And it is something I would highly recommend if you get the chance to to uh, pick one up yourself. Um, you get to start out of the deal, and the money goes to help a cause that needs to get more attention in this country. Um, after the podcast, I will link the tweet to our uh, to the tweet that has the podcast on it, and you can just click that link to go and look at it yourself.
0: And the uh, hoodies, I mean, it was like, what, 34 for the hoodie and it has hockey laces. It's pretty unique. Um, even a gift, great gift, honestly. Uh, and again, yeah, it's you know, a great cause. I mean, it's a good, comfortable hoodie. I absolutely love that hoodie. Absolutely.
1: Oh yeah, I'm wearing the hoodie right now. I mean, it's extremely comfortable. It's become my like day-to-day one. Um, I highly recommend the hoodie. But yeah, I bought a hoodie and a t-shirt myself. It's just, I think stickers. Like I said, this, yeah, um, I actually bought one from uh, everywhere that offered something like this. So it's just it's nice to see companies like this step up to support a cause that's dear to me. I
0: gotta say, the hockey and lacrosse communities are really huge on this kind of thing. Like, I always see the hockey and lacrosse communities absolutely doing things like this all the time, and I just I love seeing it. I'm just, I'm proud to be part of both these communities to different you know levels. It's just fantastic. I mean and I definitely
1: uh I am looking at everything hockey right now. They have raised four hundred and fifty dollars plus up through two days ago. Wow, that's pretty great. Not bad. And the shipment
0: is fast. I got that stuff quick. I think I got it. I think I ordered it. And I got it in like four days, something like that, which is pretty good for not Amazon. I mean, holy crap. Gotta gotta give them the props on that one.
1: Absolutely. I got mine and I order really big sizes, so I'm used to mine taking a while. Um, I got mine within three days. It was pretty amazing.
0: So. And hockey laces as a, as a as a hoodie tie. That's pretty... I don't know, man. I really dig that. That was really cool. I really... But I guess we should have enough of the uh, gushing on that one. So, Chase, anything to add on that? I think about it? Sorry, Chase.
2: Oh, no, you're good, man. Uh, I have not yet placed an order. I certainly plan on doing it, though. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I have my own struggles with mental issues uh, from time to time. Um, And so, like we kind of alluded to on previous pods, definitely um, appreciate this stuff being brought to light. um, I'm getting happier each time it gets brought up and kind of um you know the stigma kind of being <laughs> removed from it uh, a little bit um I just hope that it keeps up because it's you know definitely not anybody's fault um that they you know experience these these types of things and and stuff like that it's it's a serious thing that um I guarantee probably a lot more people than care to admit suffer through um Just at some varying level of degrees and stuff like that, so uh, these things always make me happy to see and happy to contribute to because um, at the end of the day, I mean <laughs> we're all different, but we're all kind of the same, so more people than care to admit um you know have some sort of form of uh you know things that they struggle with um so I'm all for it um love it being kind of. Brought to the forefront, and um, just hope that it continues, because it's been considered a weakness for <laughs> ever, um, and it's definitely not something that should be. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to see these all the time,
1: and uh, hope that it continues. And I actually peeled out a uh, black rifle on my laptop. I peeled that off and put
0: the Hockey Supports Mental Health, the stickers they give you, when you order the, i uh, put that on there too, just for the extra support. Well, yeah, Chase, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it's uh, it's good that we're seeing these mental health weeks become more and more, I've I seen more popular too. I see a lot more retweets and coverage on them. It's it's good. I'm glad the stigma's lifting because we've, all of us here on the pod and I'm sure many of you listening have all had some kind of mental health situation or still suffer today and, you know, just know that Trippin are here for you. Or tripping Yotes, if you prefer. Um, so reach out to any of us if you need anything. And uh, so we do have a listener question. Grandy, if you got that on you, sir.
1: Yes, I do. So, Dale Monning asked, who will win the battle of last place between Arizona and Montreal? And I think we've all already answered this in the most part, but... Yeah, it's going to be Montreal, I think. They just, like I said, it looks like they they've quit. It looks like they've thrown in the towel, so it, they're going to be hard to beat. What do you boys well, think?
0: Easy to beat on the ice, anyway. I guess we got that going for them. But I mean, yeah, I agree. Like we kind of we did allude to that earlier today. We pulled up the numbers and all that. I definitely think they potentially. I guess there's always a lottery, so maybe they don't. We we'll just will have to see what kind of weird magician stuff they pull there, but. Yeah, it looks like they're definitely the team to beat,
2: in a way. Yep, right there with you, boys. Uh, crazy Hell. I mean, we always kind of knew that they were gonna be, um, you know, near the bottom and stuff like that. <laughs> just anticipating anticipate um, them being or giving up and you know not trying and stuff like that. But uh, you know, it's just it's it's interesting. Um, Always kind of thought going into the season that Buffalo was going to be around, but they've proven to you know they they're not going to be at the bottom. Um, but yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go just from you know stuff that I've seen. Like I said, I haven't watched much of their games or tape or anything like that. Uh, but the little that I've seen, and then obviously um, our resident hockey expert, Grandy. Um, I usually his opinions pretty, uh, um, <laughs> pretty well. And uh, he always knows what he's talking about. So I would probably tend to roll with him on this one and say that they're probably going to take the cake and you know, be the team that's guaranteed
1: to pick in the top three.
0: Like I said, I mean, we have a lot to look forward to. And we'll have the prospect pool party to cover all that, which should be hopefully returning soon. Uh, if you have no more thoughts on that, boys, be ready for my question of the week. It's a good one. No, but let's go. (laughs) This one's a good one. This one's easy. So, uh, I know many of our listeners probably do play games. A lot of game company purchases the past couple of weeks. Crazy. Absolutely. Summer just been absolutely bizarre. So I thought, okay. Compare the Coyotes as a franchise to a video game company. I got mine ready. I think mine is actually pretty good this week. I got to toot my own horn for once. Uh, (laughs) But boys, what do... uh,
1: what do you guys think? This one's easy. Oh yeah, for sure. I have no idea where to go with this one,
0: man. I'll I'll start then. No.
1: Start. <laughs> no, it's easy. It's easy. It's
0: I, I, mine is easy. It's Bungie. Post Why? Halo. Post Halo Bungie. Because think about it, when Destiny came out; it was supposed to be hyped up, right? When we got to so the arena, it was all, you know...
1: this constant well, mediocrity.
0: Yes, and also, sometimes they show greatness. Like, oh, the new expansion. No, not, not the Witch Queen, the other one, the Stasis one. Beyond Light. Hyped up. Oh, this is going to be the one, boys. This is it. Return to form. And they screwed it up. And had a constant ownership issues. Constant money-grabbing scheme. Not money-grabbing schemes on the Coyotes part. But, you know, constant screw-ups. PR nightmares. <laughs> so I think right oh, now...
1: What? Tyler. What? Not everyone's a Destiny player, my bad. I think of hate Bungie. And I still think Halo.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking—the good old days. But I'm I'm talking post Halo Bungie. Like I, I used to be a Destiny player. I used to be a huge Destiny player. Huge. I used to just absolutely, and now I'm a Final Fantasy 14 player for a reason. I I just retired from that game. I could no longer. Of course, I couldn't retire from the Coyotes. But still, I, I just thought that immediately post Halo Bungie. I mean, just the constant PR nightmare is the constant just. But then. They show a lot of promise. Their new expansion does seem to kind of put them back in that direction, so uh, oh, here's hoping. Does that,
1: does that make Blizzard the Blackhawks?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. That's that's a good one. Yes, There's that's what, Blizzard that's and answer fuck answer the Blackhawks. Because,
1: <laughs> that's my answer, because I'm not going with... But I, I can't think of any right now. My, the thing I was going to throw out was uh, Activision, because Every game like every game is just a repeat of the same and that's mediocrity. Oh, that's a good one too. And <laughs> <Yeah>, Blizzard
0: <laughs> definitely the Blackhawks though. God, fuck both those things.
2: Um I am going to go Hello Games. They are oh, the developer man. that made No Man's Sky, um, promised the world like we've been promised the world before, and it was a shit show. And kind of like we are right now, but I'm hoping that we follow their path because No Man's Sky is now actually a pretty dang fun game. And all of the features that were promised at launch or before launch to be there at launch, which were missing for many, many years, but through continued... um uh, development and focus, the experience now is what it was supposed to be all the way back when. so I'm gonna hitch my cart to that, and when I'm holding when I see our team hold the cup in five years and I get to go down and get to take a picture with it and remember this conversation, and it will go ahead and be stake that they are the hello game. That's pretty good. I actually haven't played it since it got all
0: those updates. I played it when it literally when it launched. My roommate yep. at the time got it. I played it and was like, yep, this isn't for me. And I haven't touched it since. My it's cousin bucket. plays it. He okay. said it's really good. He said it's actually pretty good now. So I thought about giving it another chance, but I'm like, yeah, I, pl- I play enough Final Fantasy. I'm good.
2: It takes all those games that takes up my time. You can now party up and play with your friends and stuff like oh, really? that and explore. Yes. And there's a couple different oh. ways that you can play. Like there's survival, which kind of brings a little survival, obviously, into it. But. And there's like creative where you can just explore and stuff like that. It's kind of like a nice laid back. You when know, did we maybe, become a No Man's Sky podcast? Uh, maybe smoke a little doobie, sit on the couch and just get lost <laughs> in universes for a while. You know? It's pretty cool, man. You know?
1: but,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll show some No Man's Sky for sure.
0: Hey, not a problem. I shield Final Fantasy 14 free trial to level 60. So, you know, <laughs> not a big deal.
2: But I am pretty engorged in Halo right now. Like, I've played a lot of the Master Chief collection for the last little bit, and then Infinite just here recently, which I'm actually having quite a good time with. So, um, That's good. yeah, love Halo. Same.
0: And Legend of Darcy is pretty good too. As we say, we keep getting further off track, and Granny's going to kill us all.
1: <laughs> You're the one who wanted to cut something for time.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. The producer's not always right, Grandy.
1: We should we need I think we need to cut this for time. Talks about video games for seven straight minutes.
0: <laughs> it wasn't seven straight minutes, it was four. It
1: was about five. It had to be at least five.
0: Maybe. <laughs> I won't say you're right or wrong. The producer's <laughs> never sure.
2: And- that's Speaking that's of, exciting. we need to get a gaming podcast going, man. I think we got a oh, passion yeah. for this, right? Like, I dude. think
0: uh, next week we actually have some plans to announce coming for the future of the pod and maybe even the brand, TM, trademarked. So we'll see what we have to announce next week on our anniversary episode. The Chirpin the brand.
1: The Chirpin yep. brand. And with this new venture, you might see the long-rumored, long-fabled fifth member of Chirpin Yolks. Yes. What? Oh, wow. Intrigue. Mystery. That's
0: how we hook them in, boys.
1: Getting a
2: little I'll too like horny in here.
0: I know. And don't we have some uh, some big things to announce too next week on our anniversary Pod? Like giveaways, brand expansions. I might go run, we run a can. mile. <laughs> I go run a mile.
1: <laughs> this is so off track. Oh my god. Uh. We have- <laughs> next week is our big anniversary pod. Um, Yes. We will have a giveaway in it. Uh, It will actually be a custom jersey of your choice. I would recommend Keller, but that's just me. So, next week, listen next week to learn how to enter the drawing for it. Um, Anybody who's not a family member of a Chirping Yotes. Podcaster will be eligible for it. Whether you guessed it on the show or um, have contributed to Chirp and the subway, you'll still be eligible to enter it. Uh, yeah, so put entries in. I want to see. Uh, I want to see as many of these as we can because what we're going to do for the contest is really good. And I want to know. I want to know this from everyone. So, mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to that episode for sure.
0: Very excited for the next, uh, the second year of the Chirp and Yotes brand in general. Has uh, some recent changes with me, means we can definitely take the expansion that we want to, the manifest destiny, if you will. So, definitely looking forward to that. Um, boys, with that being said, are we ready to wrap this
1: up? Yes, we are. Yes, sir.
0: Well, all right, boys. Thank you for talking honk with me. And to everybody out there, thank you for listening, especially you, Switzerland. You've been honestly awesome. We've not left your rankings at all. I much appreciate that.
1: Thank you very much. Um, with that, boys, you'll be hearing from us uh, next week.